Oh, good afternoon, children. It is the same day I recorded me reading 1 Samuel 5 through 10. I'm now in my truck. I just had lunch with your mom and our very good close friend we went to high school with. Great guy. Sincerely, just amazing human being. He's, he's great. His wife, even better. Children, great. Um, really loved him, and you already know who I'm talking about. So, it's, it's Thursday before President's Week. It's your last, his last day. It's like Friday for you kids. And I am exhausted. I've been up since 2.30 in the morning. Woke up at 2.30. I felt pretty good waking up. Like I had some really good, solid sleep. And the namesake came in. I used the restroom. Alec brought the namesake into our bed. I come back, and he is using my neck bone pillow. And I was like, oh, man. I wasn't too upset. It was really adorable. Last night was hard because the namesake confided in me. And it just, it just broke my heart. It really broke my heart. He's really upset that he didn't, or you are, since you're listening to this namesake, very upset that if he starts puberty, that he won't be able to use the human growth hormone shots and he's going to be short, really short for the rest of his life. And I can't, I can't even, I can't even describe how much my heart aches you right now, what you're going through. In this stage of development, um, it's hard to distinguish children, but for height, you know, it's like kids are really funny and their personalities haven't even begun to blossom and you know it, I know it, like growing up, people would be like, people would make fun of my height or, or at least acknowledge it that I'm short. As if I didn't know. And I'm sure they do it to you too. And I'll tell you this. Now that you're listening to it later on. Probably as an adult. Height. Doesn't matter a whole lot. In fact I prefer to be short. And I love my height. I love going up against lawyers. A foot taller than me. It's happened before. No not. uh, Maybe not a foot. I have no problem going up against people taller than me. And my dad taught me to never be intimidated. Uh, I'm not. And you, what you do, and I'm talking to the namesake more than anyone in the family, I've noticed you befriend so many people. You're so nice. At least, you know, you're in fifth grade. But every teacher's report, every time I talk to the principal, everyone that comes in contact with you, pal, adores you. Don't, you not a mean person. There's like not a mean bone in your body. And that's true for all of you kids, but even especially you. And that's great. I'm proud of that. Probably take that after your mom. So that, that was a hard parenting time. Just, you know, just a punch to my gut. And one of my, sorry, one of my many prayers is that you grow taller than me. I think that's what you want. You like, said, Dad, I just want to be taller than you. As you told me that, I thought, well, it's not a huge goal. Hopefully, you will be. 
I really hope you will be. I hope you all will be. Right now, the entrepreneur, who is the daughter, you are growing, you're going through a huge growth spurt. And you'll soon be taller than your mom, I think. So, so all I can say is stay the course. You're going to be as tall as God wants you to be. And it's good to be diminutive in many ways. It's small, but but powerful. At least that's how I define it. I don't know how to define it. Um, so anyways, I'm going to pick you kids up. We're going to go home. We just had a great sushi lunch with your mom and uh, our friend with the Russian name. But then we're going to... Uh, and today is Thursday, so we take you to, we take the spy to gymnastics from four to five. Then I switch out the spy with the entrepreneur, and she stays helping out from five to seven at the gymnastics studio. While we figure out what to make for lunch. I am so tired. This is where I hit my wall. It's like two o'clock, I've been up 12 hours. My wall is hit. I think I fell asleep a little bit in my office. I should have just not done the lunch and, and taken a nap. So, I guess we could read a little, could read a little bit of uh, the Bible now that I'm awake. There will be a lot of yawning. <sighs> sound like the prince from Spaceballs. Prince Valium. <laughs> oh, gosh. Those names. read this and you know what I think I'm gonna do I'm gonna drive around the school and park near the near the baseball diamond there's a lot of shade there it's kind of kind of hot it's really cold in the morning and then it gets really hot at night or during the day rather court tomorrow and court today went off it was just what it was whatever it's fine There. A lot of cars parked. What are these people doing? It's a school day. It's kind of odd. Oh, there's a. There is a shade right there. Oh, great. Mm, I love shade. Oh boy. Air conditioning going. If only I had like a cold drink. Maybe I should go to the house and get a cold drink. Let's see, what time do I have? It is 2.05. We're going to go home and get a cold drink. I'm falling asleep. I love this flexibility. Thank you, Lord, for this flexibility. For me to even do this. This is the time of year where all the cherry blossom trees are just blooming. No matter where you are. Anywhere in, in this town. Out of nowhere, it's just like this bright, it's like a, almost like a light bulb in the darkness. They're so bright and stark and just gorgeous. If only they look like that 365 days out of the year, but they don't. So, 
amazing town. We're very blessed to live here. Thank you God for that. Sometimes what I do, kids, is I'll walk by or I'll drive by or I'll see something and I'll just thank God for it. You have to put the perspective where it needs to be. Everything here is because of God. It's the only lens you should be looking through the world in. Even if someone curses you or someone hates you, that's something, you know, it, God loves that person. That's a hard lesson, by the way. And when Jesus talked about turning the other cheek, it was, I'm sure it's mind-blowing. As progressive as the eye for an eye rule is, because that really was an eye for an eye. It was progressive, I think. Pretty liberal rule God allowed the Israelites to have. Instead of, you know, killing someone if they gouge their eye out, gouge their eye out. Make it equal. And then Jesus said, I came here to fulfill the, the law. Here's what we really want you to do. I don't know where I got on the tangent from. It must be really annoying to hear the the turn signal. Just realize that. I talked to someone the other day who was driving. And their turn signal signal was on for like 30 seconds. I was like, you can't be turning for 30 seconds. And I wanted to tell the guy. This isn't like this. You're not like racing. This isn't a race. Oh. oh, there's where mom parked. Okay, we're parking the driveway. Oh, I can't park in the driveway. This gentleman's... Oh, wish we had better parking, but you know what? That's a... Uh, that's not too difficult. What are we doing, pal? Oh, boy. Waiting for this guy to drive off. I gotta be, give a grace. Someone parked on right in front of our house, which they have every right to do. Every right. And he's taking a sweet time parking or driving off. It's a phrase my dad would use. This guy sure is taking a sweet time. So that's where I. That's the. Uh, etymology of that phrase when I use that. I miss him. You can think of stories all the time about my father. And the guy gave me the wave. See that? Guy gives me the wave, I give the wave back. So many road rage incidences could be avoided if people gave the wave more. Just like, thank you. Just acknowledgement. That's all. Just acknowledge that I'm there. I'm going to put you on pause. I need the neighbors thinking I'm crazy just talking to myself. Hang on. Your mom's up too. She might be sleeping. Hey, baby. I'm recording podcast. Hold on. Hold, Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. George just walked in the room, and I want to find out why. What's up, babe? I just, um, I'm going to go pick up the kids, but can I take the money, ma'am? Is that okay? Yeah, the keys are in my, my sweatpants right There's there. another set of keys. Okay. Can you pass me that? Yeah. Or am I passing you? Five minutes. Okay. Sorry. Anything else? Who are you talking to? Sam. Hi, Sam. George says hi, Sam. Ah, <sighs> I'm just going to 
I have you in my earbud so he can't, he can't hear you because I have you in my earbud. Sam says, hi, George, I love you. I, 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 well, who doesn't love me? I mean. Wait, wait. Let me just take you off. Of, like, hold on. Hold on. There, there you go. There you, there you, he can hear you now. I love you too. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever doubt it. Don't ever question it. Don't ever forget it. I fucking love you. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> uh, ditto. I'm gonna run. Uh, oh my god! Oh, I just look special. I'm a big Patrick Swayze fan. Alright. 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 Here we go. Alright, I'll put you back on my Love you. Love you. Bye. Okay, that is your mom's cousin. She's great. All right, here we go. Leaving the house. Got a cold drink, and I know there's a Bible in the minivan, so I win. She's, I guess we're all rough around the edges. She's very sweet. And she wears her heart on her sleeve. And those are good people. I'm going to pause again, children. Come on. You're not nourishing my face. Like the worst podcast. So I had to change my outfit. I really don't like wearing a suit. Which is funny, because what I do for a living. So, it's changed. I'm wearing my, actually my other podcast t-shirt and podcast hat. Which is a trucker hat. I love this hat. I love it. So let's head back to the school. Read some stuff. Read, read about Saul. I think Saul's going to defeat the... Amorites, I think. It's... Yeah. So you can hear me now, but because of the Bluetooth on my phone, it was not recording properly or something, I don't know. So we're going to read some... Uh, a couple chapters. We probably won't get that far. For Samuel 11... Where are we? Oh, yeah, we're past Joshua's. And then there we go. This is from my archaeological study Bible. All right. Let's see. Let's read about Saul. Roll these windows up so we can have better sound. Chapter 11. Nahash, the Ammonite, went up and besieged Jabesh Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said to him, Make a treaty with us, and we will be subject to you. But Nahash, the Ammonite, replied, I will make a treaty with you only on the condition that I gouge out the right eye of every one of you, and so bring disgrace on all Israel. That's not a great idea. Uh, the elders of Jabesh said to him, Give us seven days to... Oh, we can send messengers throughout Israel. If no one comes to rescue us, we will surrender to you. When the messengers came to Gibeah, 
of when, say, where is it? when messengers came to Gibeah of Saul and reported these terms to the people, they all wept aloud. Just then Saul was returning from the fields by his oxen, and he asked, What is wrong with the people? Why are they weeping? Then they repeated to him what the men of Jabesh had said. When Saul heard their words, the Spirit of God came upon him in power, and he burned with an anger. He took a pair of oxen, cut them into pieces, and sent the pieces by messengers throughout Israel, proclaiming, This is what will be done to the oxen of anyone who does not follow Saul and Samuel. Then the terror of the Lord fell on the people, and they turned out as one man. When Saul mustered them at Bezek, the men of Israel numbered 300,000, and the men of Judah 30,000. They told the messengers who had come, Say to the men of Jabesh-Gilead, By the time the sun is hot tomorrow, you will be delivered. When the messengers went and reported this to the men of Jabesh, they were elated. They said to the Ammonites, Tomorrow we will surrender to you, and you can do to us whatever seems good to you. The next day Saul separated his men into three divisions. During the last watch of the night, they broke into the camp of the Ammonites and slaughtered them until the heat of the day. Those who survived were scattered, so that no two of them were left together. The people then said to Samuel, Who was it that asked, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring these men to us, and we will put them to death. But Saul said, No one shall be put to death today, for this day the Lord has rescued Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there reaffirm the kingship. So all the people went to Gilgal, and confirmed Saul as king in the presence of the Lord. There they sacrificed fellowship offerings before the Lord, and Saul and all the Israelites were held a great celebration. Take a breath. Look. Okay. It is a warm day. Let's see. All right. <clears throat> Chapter 12. Samuel said to all Israel, I have listened to everything you said to me, and I have set a king over you. Now you have a king as your leader. As for me, I am old and gray, and my sons are here with you. I have been your leader from my youth until this day. Here I stand. Testify against me in the presence of the Lord and his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? From whose hand have I accepted a bribe to make me shut my eyes? If I have done any of these, I will make it right. You have not cheated or oppressed us, they replied. You have not taken anything from anyone's hand. Samuel then said to them, The Lord is witness against you, and also his anointed is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. He is witness, they said. Then Samuel said to the people, It is the Lord who appointed Moses and Aaron and brought your forefathers out of Egypt. Now then, stand here, because I am going to confront you with an evidence before the Lord as to all the righteous acts performed by the Lord for you and for your fathers. After Jacob entered Egypt, they cried to the Lord for help, and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your forefathers out of Egypt and settled them in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God, so he sold them into the hand of Sisera, the commander of the army of Hazor, and into the hands of the Philistines and the king of Moab, who fought against them. They cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned, we have forsaken the Lord, and served the Baals and the Ashtaroths. But now deliver us from the hands of our enemies, and we will serve you. Then the Lord sent Jerubbaal, Barak, Jephthah, and Samuel, and he delivered you from the hands of your enemies on every side, so that you lived securely. But when you saw that Nahash, king of the Ammonites, was moving against you, you said to me, No, we want a king to rule over us, even though the Lord your God was your king. 
Now here is the king you've chosen, the one you've asked. For see, the Lord has set a king over you. If you fear the Lord and serve and obey him, and do not rebel against his commands, and if you both and if both you and the king reigns over you, you follow the Lord your God. Good. But if you do not obey the Lord, and if you rebel against his commands, his hand will be against you, as it was against your fathers. Now then, stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest now? I will call upon the Lord and send thunder and rain. And you will realize what an evil thing you did in the eyes of the Lord when you asked for a king. Then Samuel called upon the Lord, and that same day the Lord sent thunder and rain. So all the people stood in awe of the Lord and of Samuel. The people all said to Samuel, Pray to the Lord your God for your servants so that we will not die. For we have added to all our other sins the evil of asking for a king. Do not be afraid, Samuel replied. You have done all this evil, yet you do not turn away from the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn away after useless idols. They can do you no good, nor can they rescue you because they are useless. For the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people, because the Lord was pleased to make you his own. As for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. And I will teach you the way that is good and right. But be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. Yet if you persist in doing evil, both you and your king will be swept away. Let me take a break for a second. Pretty harsh terms. Harsh words. <sighs> it's hot. Just give me a second. comes chapter 13 Saul was 30 years old when he became king and he reigned over Israel 42 years Saul chose 3,000 men from Israel 2,000 were with him at Michmash and in the hill country of Bethel and a thousand were with Jonathan at Gibeah in Benjamin the rest of the men he sent back to their homes Jonathan attacked the Philistine outpost at uh, Geba, or Geba, and the Philistines heard about it. Then Saul had the trumpet blown throughout the land and said, Let the Hebrews hear. So all Israel heard the news. Saul has attacked the Philistine outpost, and now Israel has become a stench to the Philistines. And the people were summoned to join Saul at Gilgal. The Philistines assembled to fight Israel with 3,000 chariots, 6,000 charioteers, and soldiers as numerous as the sand on the seashore. They went up and camped at Michmash, east of Beth-Avon. When the men of Israel saw that their situation was critical and that their army was hard-pressed, they hid in caves and thickets among the rocks and in pits and cisterns. Some Hebrews even crossed the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. Saul remained at Gilgal, and all the troops with him were quaking with fear. He waited seven days, the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and Saul's men began to scatter. So he said, Bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offering. And Saul offered up the burnt offering. Just as he finished making the offering, Samuel arrived, and Saul went out to greet him. What have you done? asked Samuel. 
Saul replied, When I saw that the men were scattering and that you did not come at the set time, and the, that the Philistines were assembling in Michmash, I thought, Now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal, and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. You acted foolishly, Samuel said. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him leader of his people, because you have not kept the Lord's command. Then Samuel left Gilgal and went up to Gibeah in Benjamin, and Saul counted the men who were with him. They numbered about six hundred. Saul and his son Jonathan and the men with them were staying in Gibeah in Benjamin while the Philistines camped at Michmash. Raiding parties went out from the Philistine camp in three detachments. One turned toward Ophra in the city, vicinity of Shaul, another toward Beth Haran, and the third toward the borderland, overlooking the valley of Zeboim, facing the desert. Not a blacksmith could be found in the whole land of Israel because the Philistines had said, otherwise the Hebrews will make swords or spears. So all Israel went down to the Philistines to have their plowshares, mattocks, axes, and sickles sharpened. The price was two-thirds of a shekel for sharpening plowshares and mattocks, and a third of a shekel for sharpening forks and axes and for repointing goads. So on the day of the battle, not a soldier with Saul and Jonathan had a sword or spear in his hand. Only Saul and his son Jonathan had them. I think we're going to stop right there. I'm going to stop at 13. Oh. oh gosh. Oh Lord, please give me rest tonight. I'm not. I'm really tired. Anyways. Love you lots, kids. Love each other. And in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. I love you. Foundation that the wise man builds upon I am the bread that feeds
a starving man upon the street I am the bounty on the table in the palace at the feast I am the rain upon the earth after a scorching drought I am the quenching of the thirst you never thought you'd be It's way inside your soul I am the symphony The masterpiece The actor's greatest role I am the poetry That speaks to you With every rhyme I am the songwriter Who seems to write Your life in every line I am the simple truth That shapes your world From your birth I am the vast volumes Of knowledge Spanning all across the earth I am the whisper Of the wind you feel but cannot see I am the Alpha and Omega First and last
Father, and death of the